Welcome to You Love Life, a podcast, an exploration about love, sex, romance, marriage, monogamy, and intimacy. And I'm your host, Roman Wyden. Welcome back and happy 4th of July. Or should I say, happy 2nd of July? That would be weird, right? Well, it turns out that uh, actually the 4th of July is a myth. Not a myth, but as Forbes likes to call it in one of their latest online articles, that it's been celebrated with great fanfare since the very beginning. But actually turns out this is kind of cool. Lots of Americans don't know this, right? Because it's been it's become such a holiday barbecue fireworks spectacular that it doesn't really matter in the in the end. But the actual Independence Day, if we would go by what actually happened back there, would be July second. And you can look this up. This is a writer named Will Jekyll um, who writes for Forbes. And he basically says that July 4th wasn't the day the colonies declared their independence from Britain. The independence was July 2nd, but it took two days to craft the final document with the language they would approve, right? So that became the resolution, you know, the Declaration of Independence. And even then, the actual signing ceremony was supposedly not held on July 4th, but August 2nd one day after Switzerland's National Independence Day. So July 2nd, 1776 is really the Independence Day. And why am I bringing this up? Why does it actually matter, you might say? You know, this is our tradition and this is how we've been doing it and don't fuck with it, Roman. Well, I'm not, you know. Um, What I really wanted to make this episode about is independence. What does that mean? And what is a declaration, right? Because you could say a declaration of independence is simply a statement to say, I'm no longer yours. I'm now mine. So I think that's a great title for this episode. I usually discover my titles during the session or, you know, I'm no longer yours, I am now mine. That's a declaration of independence. From one moment to the next, whether you first belong to a colony, right? And then you don't, or whether you first belong to someone, and then you don't. That is literally a declaration. And now if we wanna take this declaration really far, And this might be controversial, and I'm okay with that, because I have a disclaimer first. What I'm about to explore is the concept of how to be independent by taking responsibility. And I want to first say that anything I mention, A, is just my point of view. You can hate on it, you can love on it, all good. I support any movement in the world that has a voice that basically stands for inclusion. 
whether that's the gay movement, the uh, LGBTQ movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, you name it. Inclusion is how I judge things by. If it's exclusion, I'm usually not inspired, not interested, and not taking a stand. But what I wanted to explore in this particular episode is how we can create independence by declaring independence through taking full responsibility for everything in our lives. Now, that is a crazy concept. You know, I don't know how many of you right now just went like, what the fuck does that mean? Or, well, that is not always possible or that's not possible at all. I'm not sure what category you're in, right? And I will say that taking full responsibility is kind of like extreme ownership. Jocko Willink talks about this, you know, in his talks, his TED Talks, or when he talked to on Joe Rogan. Um, he has a book, you know, extreme ownership is ultimately taking full responsibility. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what it means for me, and I didn't make this up. This is from years of uh, taking self-development courses, transformational work, looking inside, realizing what actually works, realizing what's powerful, what's inspiring, what brings me joy. And then I do that again. Because let me tell you, taking full responsibility for anything in life is so fucking powerful that if you haven't tried it, please try it. If you hate it and it totally doesn't work, got to do it the right way though. And we'll talk about this. Then stop doing it. If it doesn't bring you joy, stop doing it. If it doesn't bring you joy, stop doing anything you're doing. Seriously. So I want to go more into that, right? I want to go into a declaration. First of all, as we all have heard before, word creates. So if we start seeing ourselves as something, for example, I know a lot of people who say, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm such a loser. Whatever they say under their breath and quickly disregard it. You know, people just regarded and say, Oh, I don't, I don't really mean that, but yeah, whatever. But those are the clear signs that that's an internal dialogue wanting to get expressed. So it just comes out. Oh, I'm so stupid. And I'm always the guy who says like, no, you're not stupid. You know, or if my kids say like, oh, I'm dumb or oh, I just, I should have known this or whatever they say, I go, well, let's look at that. Right. Is it empowering? And we have a chat. So a declaration is ultimately words you use to describe something that you actually want to see in reality. So if you want to say, I just don't want any negative people around me anymore. I don't want any pessimists around me anymore. Then a declaration could be from today on, I declare myself as a magnet for optimists and positive people. Right? See how that's, first of all, 
a positive way to look at it versus I don't want any negative people around me anymore. First of all, it's positive. Second, it is a decorate, dec- sorry, is it a declaration of who you're going to be starting right now. So you could do that with anything and you can declare it again and again. I do this often daily. My wife and I have this kind of ritual that whenever a big decision or a big meeting or something is coming or something is brewing and we're not sure how it's going to go, we say we create that there's going to be an extraordinary outcome. And then we leave it at that. We don't go into the details. You know, I think for some people, details are power. Some people like to do these little vision quest maps or the, the you know, um, like a vision board or, and I think that's great. I actually did a vision board last year in Australia as part of a course where I drew my uh, sort of dream home and dream life. And to be honest, this is going to sound kind of hokey, but a year later, I have all that. I looked at the board again and it's insane how that became true. Now, if you look at the details, you know, I drew a tree house with a house on top of a tree. We don't actually have a house on top of a tree, but we now live in a house that's surrounded by trees. And when you're standing on the porch and looking out, you feel like you're in a tree. So details are powerful, yet the openness to let the divine bring us the reality that we wanted to create the way the divine brings it is even more beautiful because you're open. It might even actually look even better, more beautiful, be more powerful, right? So that's what a declaration is to me. It's a general sense of here's who I'm going to be from now forth, right? And you can go into as much detail as you want. You could say from now on, you know, I declare myself to be a magnet for optimists and creativity and play and fun and and so forth, right? You get the idea. And if you're thinking that's hokey or doesn't work, please try it out. It fucking works. I'm here to declare it works. If you give up the belief that it's not going to work, it will work. It's the law of attraction. It's manifestation. It's how the universe works. As they, many people, many channelers say, and I've tried it and it works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe you try something else. But the point is to keep going to find what works for you so you can manifest the reality that you want, not a default reality that keeps happening that you don't want to attract, right? That's how I started. So let's go to independence. What is independence? So now we kind of know we've established what a declaration is. Well, independence is, in a way, you basically want to take more control than you've had before. Because if you're dependent, then someone else has power over you. Someone else not owns you, but someone calls the shots. Let's use that word. And in the case of the United States, before they were uh, colonies, right, owned or led by the British. And so to create the United States as independent from Britain it needed a strong declaration. It needed to say, we are now going to be our own nation, right? And right now we have to make a clear distinction. There are certain times when a declaration 
and the result of that declaration may not end up looking like what we had in mind from the beginning. But independence, this is a funny thing, independence actually is independent from anyone outside of us. And it, it exists only in its true nature when it's independent from any outside source. So let me say that another way. If we say, well, I want to be independent from this situation, but the other party has control over me and there's nothing I can do. That in itself is not true independence. Even if you say, I want to be independent and they should let me go, they should set me free, then I can be independent. Do you see how that's still dependent? Let me give you an example. One of my favorite examples in the world, and this is perhaps, you know, if we want to we wanna say something like, well, is it really about independence or is it about the strength of the human spirit? And I'm here to say it's the same because there's a man named Viktor Frankl. And if you haven't heard from him, he's a, he was an Austrian neurologist. Um, he was a Holocaust survivor and he basically proved that he was in, he was during the Holocaust in a concentration camp and he found his purpose. He found his meaning. He found his strength, the will to live, the will to meaning. And, you know, you could say he was in the worst of all situations, right? You could say his father died in, in the concentration camp within six months of arriving there, right? He was moved around for years between, I think, four concentration camps. And really, you could say he could have given up. He could have said to himself, there's, there's no way, like, I, I don't have a way to be independent of the Nazis. I can't declare, even if I say I declare myself now independent of the Nazis, well, he was still in a concentration camp. He was still, you know, at the hand, at the power of, of the Nazis. There's not much he could have done, right? And one of the things that Viktor Frankl you know, said that if you find meaning in everyday moments, right, it can actually help us to avoid that bitterness and apathy that comes from the human trauma, you know, that's a result of that. And he found a way in concentration camp to keep his mind alert, to keep looking for meaning. You know, he says in one of the biographies that you know, he encourages trauma sufferers to think of people they would not want to disappoint, like a dead or distant family member, you know, to really reflect on and how they would, how you, right, would like to be perceived by, the, by these loved ones. And he also said that, uh, you know, he believed that meaning can be found through creativity and work. 
and human interaction and experience and the manner in which we respond to inevitable suffering. So, in other words, when man has meaning, men and women is just a term, right? When we have meaning, then we can actually deal with a lot of suffering and transcend it. And that was his, his whole point was he was in the worst of all situations and he took full responsibility for being there. He said, I'm here. I may as well do the best I can being here, not blame the Nazis, not be angry at the Nazis or give up or say, there's nothing I can do and poor us and we're going to die and I'm going to die. He actually went the opposite direction. He found meaning in his life. He looked for it. He sort of told himself, I declare myself as a survivor. I declare myself as positive. I declare myself as meaningful, uh, helpful. I'm going to contribute. I, I declare myself as valuable to humanity. Therefore, he made it through, wrote many books, inspired lots of people. And the reason why I'm bringing up this example, you can fill in any example. We just need to look around the world if we just look at uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, right? It's a beautiful example. Same thing. You know, when we actually look at a movement like that, it's a beautiful movement. I think it was time, it was overdue to have such a powerful movement and these riots and these demonstrations and everything brought a lot of awareness to the movement. And I think it's amazing. My only disappointment in this movement is, and I'm going to be very careful how I word this. My only disappointment in a movement such as the Black Lives Matter movement, and there are others, is that there is still a blame and therefore creates a dependence on an outside source, such as white people, the police, the system, slavery, history, you name it. And trust me, I get that it's rightfully so because slavery and oppression and violence is wrong. It's exclusion. Like I said before, I believe in inclusion and that was definitely not inclusion. Therefore, yes, I stand for that being gone as well. What I cannot stand for though, is the attempt at creating independence by still being dependent in the form of blame and resentment towards a body. Like the police is a body of people, right? It's not one person. The white race is a body of people. White privilege is a thing embodied by a body of people. The government is a thing or an entity embodied, uh, one body, right? Embodied by people and so forth. I hope you get that idea. When we fight an entire body or a system, we are essentially shooting bullets at a target that consists of air. Now, people will still hear the shots, still listen, still know something is happening and be on alert, but the actual body we're shooting at, because it's invisible, it's impenetrable, doesn't go down, doesn't get hit, 
doesn't go away because it's simply an idea. The white race is an idea. Why is it an idea? Well, first of all, we're not white. Like my, I look at my skin. I'm European, so I guess I'm a European white guy. I don't actually have white skin. Right now it's tan. It's olive skin, right? So white is just a label, a colored label, just like black. Not everybody's black. Some are brown, coffee, mixed, you know. And a race is just made up because of the skin color. We've actually called ourselves a different race than the other race. So it's all made up. Police, that's a word we made up to describe a bunch of people that get paid to uphold some laws that we all, not all, but we decided to sign off on that these are the laws that we're going to uphold. These aren't God-given laws. These are man-made laws. So police is a name, a man-made name as well. So if we're anti-police, we're anti this thing that you can't really take down because it's a excuse me, a large body of people and not every single person in that body is to be blamed. And so, you know, will changes happen? Yes. Will new laws come about that will make a difference? Absolutely. What is not going to change is it's not going to go from a dependence to an independence. And so on this day, on this supposed 2nd of July, but today is the 4th, I want to say happy 4th of July to you. Happy independence to you. If you've started your journey to find true independence from anything that makes you feel dependent, then you are to be celebrated. You celebrate you for being on that journey. Because ultimately we're all independent, but also we're all connected. Therefore, True independency, true like I don't need anybody else in life, I got this, is an illusion. We cannot exist in a vacuum, the lone wolf mentality, you know, it's not working anymore. Lone wolves die. That's a concept in nature. So, but if you're on the journey, if you're on this path to find your independence from dependency, not from people, not from ideas like a race or uh, a body, men, women, you know, I hear a lot of, uh, you know, single parents, mothers after the divorce say, I don't need a man, you know, that kind of independence. That's not what I'm talking about. If you're looking for true independence so that you are the creator of your reality, you literally, when something in your life happens that you do not like, you do not blame anything outside of you, you simply say that situation is here right now in front of me. What is the most powerful, quote unquote, loving way I can react? Because I know that true power comes from love. Love is nothing but acceptance. When you accept what's in front of you, you are going with the flow. You are not swimming upstream, fighting the fight you're going to lose, which is going against the stream. That's frustrating. That brings resentment. That's exhausting. That eventually will run you down. So independence is simply saying, I now declare myself as no longer dependent on anyone, any source outside of me, creating my reality, having a grip on me. Because that is true victimhood to say, well, I, there's nothing I can do because they do this or because they do this because I can't because this is how it is. 
There's no power in that. I'm not judging here. I'm not saying, you know, people shouldn't complain or don't have a right to say this is wrong or that should have never happened. Do that all you want. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't bring you joy, if it brings you more irritation, anger, resentment, if it creates more division between you and your fellow man, it's not worth taking on. It is not leading to independence. You are now fully dependent on other people saying you're right or you trying to prove that you're right. And that's not power. That is not power. I've tried that. I go down that rabbit hole often when I feel the need to be right on social media and I realize, oh shit, I was just trying to be right or trying to show that I know better than you do. I'm human. I still do that but it doesn't bring me joy. I will tell my wife a day later, why did I post that post? Because now I have to write back to four people and I have to go into a rabbit hole and they want me to prove that what I said is true. And I don't want to waste my time like that. It's a waste of time. We each create our own reality. Each one of us creates a reality and they do overlap. And I get to say what's in my reality by declaring independence of realities that I do not want to be my reality. I'll say that again. I get to declare independence by declaring independence from other realities that I do not want to be my realities. It's that simple. We're that powerful. If I take on another reality as mine, whether that's COVID or, um, you know, any, any form of anxiety, fear of death, anything that I continue to sort of spin in my reality that will become a reality because you're now talking about it. You're now proving it. You're now going out there to say, see, it's happening. And while it is happening in many realities, you could be independent of those realities. That's why I wanted to do this podcast, because I know that's a crazy thought. There's those of you right now saying, are you fucking crazy? COVID exists. I know it does. People have created it, made it real. Because again, it's just a name. They could have called it Lalagu. Then you would say Lalagu exists. What the fuck is Lalagu? What the fuck is COVID? When we first heard it, we're like, what the fuck is that? Well, it's now a reality. We now, when we hear the name, we see an entire world. We see what's happening in our imagination that supposedly is the reality out there, even though it's actually not. Um, there's certain photos we see, and even a lot of those photos have been manipulated. So we don't really know what the reality is. We say, well, if you listen to those sources, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because frankly, I'm aware that something exists, but I'm also declaring independence of that dependency that does not exist in my reality. And as a disclaimer, I've had many things happen in my life where I say that did not exist in my reality until it existed in my reality. So I'm always open, you know, I'm not ignorant that way, but I am careful in my life what I, what I spend time giving energy to. And if it doesn't bring me joy, I don't want it in my reality. I'll say that again. If something or someone doesn't bring me joy, I am not wanting it in my reality. 
I therefore declare independence from unjoyful events or people, right? To say it positively, to take my own advice, I declare myself a magnet for joyful people and joyful events, for unlimited, unhinged creativity, for fulfilling love, health, prosperity, and so forth from today on. That's my declaration. So what will you declare your life, yourself to be starting today? Because it is your Independence Day today, if you say so. It could be your Independence Day in a week or on August 2nd when they actually signed the Declaration of Independence, right? It doesn't matter. As you can see, it's not about the day. It's not about the number. It's not about the cultural traditions that tell us you're supposed to be this way or do that or eat this kind of food on Fridays, but not on Saturdays or believe in this God, not in that God. None of that actually matters unless you believe it. So why not believe things that empower you? Why not say, I choose today as the first day of my own declaration of independence from dependency. I declare that I'm going to become the most responsible, you know, extreme ownership kind of person. And from now on, you know, I declare myself a magnet for XYZ. You fill in the blank. The rest is up to you. So with all that said, happy 4th of July. Let it sink in. And if you have a question or a comment or you want to talk about an issue or suggest a topic, then just go to youlovelifepodcast.com and write us. We'll get it in. Be well. This was another episode of You Love Life. Until next time, be yourself, love always, and enjoy your life. 